Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the eighth day of October, November 2023. It'd be better off if it were October, then we'd have a month to maybe pull up from this nosedive. I'm Derek Hunter. I'm your host. Don't forget about the Week in Effin Review. I imagine that'll be a lot of stuff about tonight at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. Um... <laughs> Well, we have election results, and it is every bit as bad as you thought it would be. I don't know what the, as of right now, it is uh, 10.36. And the fate, the fate of the uh, Virginia legislature is still up for grabs, I suppose, technically, but it looks like Democrats are, what's messed up is uh, Democrats had a control of the Senate, I think, by two seats. It doesn't matter. It's not going to be a Republican night it's not going to be a republican night in ohio it's not going to be a republican night in kentucky it's republicans will i assume republicans are going to win the mayor or the governor's race in mississippi because that's the incumbent and no polls even showed it close it's like 10 points i'm not even sure why anybody was paying attention to it but other places people were convinced that republicans stood a chance I personally believe the biggest loser of tonight is Donald Trump. Not because I, and I, I got an email. I get emails all the time. You hate Donald Trump. And I got an email today. You don't, you don't hate Donald Trump. You're just telling how it is. That's what I'm doing. You don't have to like the truth, but your embrace of the truth has no bearing on whether or not it's true. Just keep that in mind. When the race in the governor's for governor of Kentucky when Governor Bashir, the Democrat, running for re-election, who in 2020 actually dispatched state police to church parking lots in Easter of 2020 to write down the license plate numbers to threaten people who dared violate his stay-at-home order, his lockdown. When that guy gets re-elected, there's a problem. Daniel Cameron was all over Fox. And then again, that's the problem too. Fox helps pick the candidates. Fox helps create a false sense of reality. Things are going well. Now, why do you say that? Well, I saw it on Fox. I see this candidate on Fox all the time. They're talking about this on Fox. Fox is not real world. I haven't said this in a while, but I've said it often. On a good night, and they haven't had a good night since they fired Tucker. But on a good night, Fox can pull in upwards of almost 3 million people. In a nation of 330 million people, that's about 1% of the population. Congratulations to them. And he's well, and I see this all the time. People are watching, more people watch Fox than MSNBC and CNN combined. Congratulations. That's a great business model. You're making money. You're not making a difference. Now, you're not supposed, theoretically, it's not the job of a so-called news organization to make a difference. But the, I would argue, actually, they are making a difference. They're making a difference in the wrong way. They're creating a false impression. They're creating a false narrative, a false sense of security for people. You create an echo chamber. People tend to start to believe 
the BS being thrown around. Everybody agrees with me. Everybody agrees with me. That's not remotely true. One percent of the population watching Fox News on their best night versus what twenty to twenty-five million people watching the three nightly newscasts on the major networks. Tens of millions of people reading newspapers. Well, a lot of people listen to talk radio. The talk radio, I can promise you this. This is why I hate the business so much. The way that talk radio, merit means nothing. Ability, effectiveness means nothing. It used to be Rush Limbaugh dominated it because Rush Limbaugh was by far the best, really the only good one in the grand scheme of things back in the day. And he could make a difference. He couldn't make the difference, but he could make a difference. He's gone. There isn't one single person in talk radio who can make the difference anymore or even a difference, really, even collectively. The clowns that have taken over the job, I promise you, the listenership is tiny compared to what it was for Rush. Rush made news. Other people make sales pitches for their crap. And that's all. It's really just terrible radio. It doesn't matter. You think I'm talking about somebody in particular, you're right. And it doesn't matter who you think I'm talking about. They're all terrible. They all pale in comparison to Rush. They're all in it for themselves. They're in it for the money. They're a nonstop commercial for themselves. And it's a joke. And you go, oh, well, you're settling a whole bunch of personal scores. Congratulations. How much of a difference is that making to anything? Nothing. Do you remember Rush doing any of the crap you hear on any of these shows? Any of them? Insincere live reads? Fake banter? No phone calls? You won't even talk to your audience? It's an insult. You want to know why the numbers are worthless? Radio calculates ratings through guessing through guessing and if you're just in a market i get this there's a a magazine i I don't know why they email it to me i'm on their email list i've tried to get off a couple times i'm gonna have to probably re-unsubscribe but oh this one is is in these big markets and you see these banner ads for these shows so most of the time you never even heard of the people like oh we're in 28 markets were in 200 markets were in 500 markets and the testimonials from the program directors and you click on it and you go this person has a daily show but on this network that they're touting this station that they're touting in their ads to try and sell their show to other stations the station they're touting they run one hour at one o'clock in the morning they don't even take the show live. It's some of these shows it's impossible to find live. On others, it's broadcast on stations that you have to be in the parking lot to literally pick up. It is pathetic. The numbers in radio ratings are bogus. They're made up. They really are. It's statistical sampling gone haywire. It's a joke. So these people will tell you how many millions of people listen to them. They are lying. They know they're lying. And some of them, I actually know they're lying because I've had access to their numbers, at least in certain markets, and not not good, not good at all. And you sit there and you go, well, okay, even if you factor in all of talk radio, you factor in Fox News, and you factor in 
I don't know, I guess the New York Post and maybe the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal, you are reaching next to nothing as far as the general public goes. The difference has to be made up by the Republican Party by campaigning and campaign ads. And you just don't get them. I tell you, I live in the, uh, it's either the sweet spot or the fifth circle of hell. I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, Where Virginia and Washington, D.C. and Maryland are all in the, like the TV stations I get cover all of them. All three of those. Now, thankfully, D.C. wasn't up this time. Neither was Maryland. So I got a lot of Virginia ads, got a lot of ads, even on cable, even on watching Fox News. You watch it and you just see campaign ad after campaign ad, mostly Democrats. I saw more Democrat ads than I saw anything else. Republicans, they advertised on talk radio a lot. Again, demonstrating the true lack of power of talk radio, there is... It's cheaper. You can run more ads. Oh, we're really going to saturate the market. But if you're reaching, I don't know, 20% of the audience at half the price, are you really getting your money's worth? I don't think you are. Also, most of the Republican ads, they were issue ads. They were fine. They were general 30,000-foot ads. We're going to be against crime. We're going to stop fentanyl, all of that. Every single Democrat ad that I saw on television, and there were a lot of them, was about the MAGA Republicans. I don't even know who the Republicans were, the candidates. They just said the name and MAGA Republicans. They didn't campaign. My wife and I had a discussion, maybe even a minor argument this evening about, because she's still trying to believe that things can change and you can make a difference, and I'm just way too cynical for that. I said, uh, you know, they're running against Trump, and that's why the Democrats did so well. They're running against Trump, and for all the Trump love, there's a hell of a lot more Trump hate. And the love for Trump is very intense, but the hatred for Trump is more. Not more intense, just more people. And that matters, because when you're doing an election, it's about more. It's about the most. It's not about... You know, intensity, you don't really, well, we count this vote five times because somebody really darkened in the circle. That's not the way it works. They didn't mention Donald Trump in the ads, my wife said. So they didn't have to. What do you think MAGA Republicans means? And it's not, Democrats are smart when it comes to messaging to not go Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Because they get this concept of MAGA Republicans. And it's really bizarre to think that making America great again would now be a pejorative. But that's what Democrats are. That's where they live. And that's what the American people in these elections voted for, this party. That's what they voted for. There's not much ambiguity. I, I I guess Republicans need to do a better job of educating the public as to what Democrats really truly are now. But if you watch that ad, you had no idea what the Democrat wanted to do other than they wanted to oppose the MAGA Republicans. Bam, MAGA Republicans. We must ban the MAGA Republicans. Watch out for the MAGA Republicans. Okay, watch out for the MAGA Republicans. Congratulations. What are you going to do, Democrats? MAGA, stop MAGA Republicans. Now, it was so bad and so pathetic that they tried to tie Glenn Youngkin in Virginia to Donald Trump. 
they have nothing in common. They're nothing like each other. This is probably, you know, at least for now, the end of any speculation about Glenn Youngkin running in 2024. And I've seen a lot of very happy Donald Trump supporters on social media talking about how, oh, you dropped the ball. You Donald Trump did not go to Virginia, just like he didn't go to Kentucky. He picked Daniel Cameron. He endorsed Daniel Cameron. He uh, put out tweet about Daniel. It's all, this is how he does. He doesn't. I'm sorry, but you got to get off your ass and campaign for people putting out a message on Truth Social that a bunch of flying monkeys will screen capture and put out on Twitter is not campaigning. Donald Trump three days ago tweeted on Truth Social, quote, wow, Daniel Cameron of Kentucky just had a major surge now that they see my strong endorsement and the fact that he's not really a McConnell guy. He worked for Mitch McConnell for two years. He was his tough chief legal advisor. Um, McConnell wins statewide in Kentucky. It's probably not a particularly smart move to take a crap on Mitch McConnell and suck up and kiss the ass of Donald Trump. Cameron's last ad was about Mr. Trump and the endorsement of Mr. Trump and the support of him. That didn't work out. It wasn't even close. They called this race pretty quickly after the, the uh, polls closed. But Donald Trump, was all set and ready to take credit for the election victory if it had happened when all he did literally was send out a message on True Social. He might have done, I looked it up, he didn't go to Kentucky. He didn't go campaign. He doesn't go campaign for anybody. He did. He might have done a, a phone call to supporters in Kentucky. That, that was it. That was it. It's kind of what he did in Virginia in 2020, what was it, 2021. When Glenn Youngkin won, Glenn Youngkin wanted nothing to do with Trump. Trump is toxic in Virginia, as we saw again tonight. And Glenn Youngkin would not appear at an event with Donald Trump. So Donald Trump thought there was a, it was right at the very end, he thought there was a chance that Glenn Youngkin was going to win, and he wanted to be able to take credit for it. So he wanted to involve himself in the race. And the young people smartly said, nah, we're good. And so they said, all right, we got to do something because if you don't, Donald Trump will, instead of endorsing you, he's so wildly principled that you wouldn't kiss his ass on a public stage, that he would actively discourage his fans to not vote for you. And so they set up an event, a rally for super Trump supporters for Glenn Youngkin, where Trump, again, made a phone call to it. And that was it. And Donald Trump to this day claims that he made Glenn Youngkin, that that was the difference maker. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. But that's what we're dealing with. A guy who thinks that he can take a break at the turn of a golf tournament or golf outing and put a couple of messages out on social media and that will be enough. A guy who thinks that in the middle of grousing and whining and pissing and moaning every single day about a court case, uh, you can also send out messages saying, go vote for this thing, and you think it's going to have an impact. It won't have an impact. It's not enough. It's not good enough, especially when Democrats have made you the issue. Now, in Virginia, Donald Trump showing up would have only made things worse. He's not liked in Virginia. In Kentucky, it might have made a difference, 
But if he'd gone to Kentucky, he would have had to have had some message discipline. He would have had to have spoken about Daniel Cameron and Daniel Cameron only. I'm not talking about holding a rally for people you've already got that is worthless. You've got to go around and do campaigning events and do glad handing and persuadable voters. You've got to do that or it's a waste of time. But you go in there and you make a speech about the candidate you're supporting. You do not make a speech about how a judge is screwing you or a prosecutor is screwing you. It doesn't matter how badly and how hard they're screwing you. It has to be about the issue at hand. You can't go into the state and talk about how Mitch McConnell is horrible. Mitch McConnell wins. Mitch McConnell can barely stand up. Mitch McConnell can barely function. And Mitch McConnell wins re-election in Kentucky. The party has to be about more than one man and his ego. He's got a hold on the base. Of, well, not even the whole base. A decent chunk of the base. The blindly loyal people to Donald Trump are probably about 20, 15 to 20% of the Republican Party and his 50% support. So a very a minor percentage of his support is the ride-or-die people. The rest of the people are just behind a winner and not paying attention. People need to start paying attention. Not saying Donald Trump can't be the guy. I'm saying the current incarnation of Donald Trump will never be the guy. Will never be that guy. Well, Derek, what about the polling data? Yeah, the polling data is wildly unpopular Joe Biden. Joe Biden is wildly unpopular right now. The election isn't for a year. Wildly unpopular but likable will beat unpopular, disliked. It doesn't matter. Donald Trump's popularity in the polls is part nostalgia and part amnesia. People will remember why they didn't vote for him in 2020. People will be continually turned against him by the Democrat machine. That's the way it works. They're not going to take it easy on him. They're not going to pump the brakes. They're not going to take their foot off the gas. They're going to go full bore. They want Trump. They know how to beat him. They know how to turn off. Look at what they did in Virginia. Look at what they did in Kentucky. Look at what they did in Ohio. Donald Trump won Ohio both elections, 2016 and 2020. Somebody was trying to make the point, it's not Trump, it's pro-life, you've got to be less pro-life. It has nothing to do with that. California used to vote Republican. California used to be reliably Republicans. State changed. States change. Donald Trump won Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania in 2016 and lost all three significantly in 2020 you can grouse about why or how or whatever it doesn't change the fact that it happened things change ohio legalized marijuana and codified abortion on demand up till the moment of birth into law states change will donald trump win election could he win ohio again i don't know I know that the Republican establishment, the conservative establishment, could have used 
Donald Trump's help in those fights, and it was not forthcoming. He's not particularly pro-life. Well, what about the Supreme Court? They've required him to do nothing. I don't think Donald Trump is pro-abortion particularly either. I don't think he cares about it. He's almost 80. It's not like he's going to be impregnating Melania. She's gone through the change at this point. So it's not really an issue in his life. But there's lip service that has to be paid. And even recently, he talked about how Republicans being so pro-life was a mistake. You can say, well, see, well, that's what happened in Ohio. It happened all blah, 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 blah. But at a certain point, you have to have some principles. If you make a case, if you make a case, they might not agree with you, but they won't vote against you. People will respect you for your honesty and for your consistency and your con- being consistent. It's just a shame. It's just a shame that uh, my suspicions came true. That Donald Trump was on the ballot. He was the issue where he didn't insert himself. Democrats put him in there. Did you notice that? The Republicans close to the voters close to the ground know what's going on. They did not embrace, they didn't denounce Donald Trump, but they ran campaigns. I thought they ran effective campaigns from what I saw on the issues, but it could not overcome the Democrats pointing at him and saying, you're, this one's just like Donald Trump. This one's just like Donald Trump. I can't stress this enough. The fervency with which somebody loves a politician does not make that politician more popular. No matter how much you love your favorite band, there are more people who think they suck than who love them. No matter who your favorite band is. We'll have more on this in in the coming days. And I'm sure that I've irritated everybody and everybody who's still listening. Hi, how you doing? Good to talk to you. Uh, Lastly today, I just want to touch on the House of Representatives has uh, censured, voted to censure Rashida Tlaib for being an anti-Semitic piece of crap. Daily Caller story, Democratic representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan's 12th district has been censured by the House of Representatives following a vote Tuesday night. A privileged resolution to censure Tlaib was introduced on Monday by Republican Rich McCormick of Georgia following a blah, 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 who cares? After the motion to table failed, it passed by a vote of 234 to 188 with four members voting present and seven not voting. That is a lot of them, not a lot, but for the bipartisan, you're not, you're going to hear this Republicans have censured, Republicans have censured, Republicans have 200 and what is it, 222, 218, something like that, votes, especially with all the people not voting. In the House of Representatives, 234 means that it is bipartisan. It is bipartisan and by a pretty broad margin by current House standards. So, yeah, that's a big deal. The House doesn't, it should be celebrated by the press. The House does not often do things that are bipartisan. This is bipartisan. Of course, they'll never frame it that way. The uh, skag from Michigan 
from where I grew up, has released a statement, reads in part, It's a shame my colleagues are more focused on silencing me than they are saving lives. As the death toll in Gaza surpasses 10,000, many of them have shown me that Palestinian lives simply do not matter to them, but I still do not police their rhetoric or actions. Police, shut the hell up, you piece of garbage. She doesn't give one single nugget of shit about a Jewish life, about a white life, about anything other than a life that she can exploit for her political uh, advantage or Palestinian lives. They're so-called my people. You're a piece of crap. Oh, Palestinian lives matter. Yeah, do all lives matter? Palestinian lives, there are 10,000 dead Palestinians. Well, there are 1,400 dead Jews that you, you never really condemned. The killing of uh, a little bit more. Well, uh, Palestinian. My grandma lives there. Yeah. Well, does your grandma support Hamas? Because if you, it wouldn't surprise me, but uh, you know, I think if your grandma um, supported Hamas, well, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say your grandma probably voted for Hamas, right? Right? Am I just saying? Am I speaking out of school? Such garbage. Anyway, I just wanted to make you aware of it. She's whining about it. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, maybe. But to hell with these people. I need to end this so I can get this up in time for the midnight deadline. Just wanted to let you know. the new. And if I pissed you off, good. Refute me. Go ahead. Try to refute me. Go ahead and email me. If I get some good ones, maybe I'll read them on the show. But... Um, I don't think I'm wrong, which is why I said it. Thank you for uh, listening. Have a great, what the hell day is it? It's Wednesday. We've got a debate tonight, I guess, with the Republicans. That'd be interesting. Wouldn't it be nice if Trump showed up to that debate? And I guess he'd just probably bitch about the judges, so it's probably best that he's not there so they can have a real discussion. Anyway, it'd be nice if we had a candidate who, because do you think Joe Biden's going to debate Donald Trump? There's no way in hell Joe Biden's going to debate Donald Trump because we just say he's an illegitimate candidate. He's blah, 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 blah. He didn't debate in the primaries. I don't need And what are you going to argue against that? You can't. Anyway, we'll have more on that, too, in the future. I've got to get going in order to get this thing up. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>